You're listening to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast with your hosts, Dee Dee Wills Ed Rock And Adam Peterson Here we go We're so glad you're here Let's get started This episode of The Classroom Collaborative Podcast is sponsored by AliveStudioZoo.com And Dee Dee, did you know AliveStudioZoo is doing virtual zoo trips? Well, I've heard a little bit about it, but I know you know a lot So yeah. share with everybody yeah, if you go to livestudiozoo.com, you're going to see their YouTube series where they're taking students and parents and teachers and everyone virtually through their Alive Studio Zoo to see all the animals while learning letters, sounds, reading skills, math, and more. So check it out at alivestudiozoo.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am Adam Peterson, joined by... Dee Wills. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. And we are so excited to be back to talk with you guys. It's it's a bit of a somber time in, in the world right now, but yeah. nevertheless, we feel the need to have a conversation. And and Dee and I have been chatting back and forth. Dee I know you sent me some messages and we were like, what, where do we go? And, and I don't right. feel like you and I could just talk about this on our own without bringing in people that really, really know how to address it. So our, right. our guest today um, is going to try to do just that. And and we kind of had a talk beforehand that um, listeners, if you're listening, um, we're going to be open and honest here. And, and right. whether or not you, you like the way the conversation goes, I don't know. I don't know how to say this best, but here's what we want to say. Brace yourself. It's coming. Brace yourself. This is, this is a conversation that needs to happen regardless of where you stand in life. This isn't, this isn't about politics or what's right, what's wrong. This is how to address insensitive issues with sensitivity as a teacher. And because this is the Classroom Collaborative Podcast, we want to focus on that as, as educators and human beings. How do we address everything that's happening? So I, I don't know. Does that make sense, Didi? I mean, it does. Because like, I, you know, I think one of the things that a lot of us um, think about when a big issue comes up is, okay, now what do I do, right? Tell me what to do. And, and I feel like before we can talk about what to do externally. I feel like there's work that we have to do internally first before we can really be ready to externally implement things. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. That's perfect. Yeah. So, so okay. So that's kind of, and since this is the first time this podcast has talked about this, that's kind of where I wanted to begin. And um, Marisol is with us. Marisol. Did you notice I didn't say your name because I didn't want to say I know, you're up. so chicken. You're so chicken. Um, so um, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, I need to check and see who's supposed to introduce you. Am I supposed to introduce you? It's okay. I it's you. A, you keep going. Um, this is, so, this is the way the show works. We just guys, you know what? We are so professional here. It's, it's amazing. So Marisol, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself um, and kind of what your background is? Um, we would love to hear about that. So, um, first of all, thank you for the invitation. I am Marisol Quevedo Lerucha. I am the daughter of Irma Navran. I am the mother of Camerina Emilian Sofia. I am the grandmother of Isabella Luna and Cynthia Eliana. And I am the granddaughter of four Mexican immigrants, Camerina, Alejandro, Francisco, and Carmen. And I'm the wife to Daniel who is a Texas Longhorn. Um, <laughs> I introduce my family. I introduce my ancestors who are no longer with us because when I speak, I speak with them and from them. And I also speak, um, I represent all of the people who have poured love, wisdom, challenge 
into me. And it is very important for me to honor my ancestors and for me to honor our future ancestors, which is my children and my children's children. So I want to thank you for that. I am born and raised in San Diego, California, as my mom was. <laughs> go Padres. My, um, go, go Padres. My, my, my mom and my aunt are hardcore Padres fans. Hardcore. Um, my grandfather, my father is uh, from a farm working, working family, 13 kids. So of the first cousins, there's 50 of us. And wow. my mom's side, yeah, yeah. On my mom's side, um, there's only four of us. So very, very, very different uh, dynamics and experiences. I am an educator. I recently left the educational field and, and am now um, both an educational consultant. I work with DBC, uh, Dave Burgess Consulting, as their director of community and culture. And I also have some contracts with national organizations. I work with the National Parents Union and I work with Unidos US. Um, which is the largest uh, Latino advocacy and a community organization. Um, so I was a middle school and uh, middle and high school English teacher, and then became an elementary school assistant principal principal in San Isidro. So San Diego is pretty, you know, there's areas in San Diego that are very, very brown, where, um, you know, a uh, high percentage of Latinos um, and Filipinos actually. Um, so there's very, and there's areas that are really beautifully diverse here. And then we have areas that are very, uh, very white and not, not as diverse. Um, and I, so I became an assistant principal and then a principal and then I moved to an alternative charter school. And I then moved to the county office where I worked with the juvenile court and community school. So I led all of the career programming in our detention facilities for our youth and also worked with homeless, um, parenting teens, foster, foster kids. So really, really, um, really beautiful work. And now the work that I do, um, I, as the director of culture and community, I work with DBC and with their authors, uh, specifically on cultural sensitivity. And we've also started doing some work through different book clubs um, with both the authors and then also anybody else that's the, uh, that is open to joining. Um, definitely an advocate, uh, activist for our students. And I'm just, I'm happy to be here with you. Well, th and thank you. Happy to and, have you. I love your introduction of family. I mean, uh, regardless of where you are in life, family always comes first and then does with me and I know Didi as well. We talk about our family quite often, but um, I love that introduction because I would have just said, this is my friend who uh, is a sensitivity editor. That's the way I, I looked at it because I first met you when, I mean, we've never met in person, but over video chats when, I, when my book was still in the, the editing phase with DBC and you, I mean, for lack of better words, you opened my eyes to some things that, that I never really, and you even said yourself, Adam, these aren't huge issues, but let's think this way. And I think that's what was so great about talking to you was it was not, this is how it must be. This is what you need to say. This is how it should be. It's why don't you think about this? And do you like the way this sounds? And, and, and it, it was, it was an, an awesome conversation. And I only wish, I mean, I hope, I pray, I wish that, that, that conversations like that could, could, could stem from what's going on in the world right now. So all of you listeners, I mean, I, I don't know when you're listening to this, but Right now, we are in the midst of coming off of the largest pandemic our, our generation has ever seen, leading into you know quarantine times and depression and, and all these staggering statistics. And now we're in the midst of riots and 
you know, race matters with the, the murder of, of George Floyd in, in uh, Minneapolis. So we felt like having you here to talk about those things was, was perfect. And I know your voice is the perfect way to do that because the way that you see things, you know, you use that word advocate and, and that you're a voice. And, and I think that's what speaks volumes about you is, is you're not someone who's, I, I don't know, and maybe I'm saying this wrong, of my work anyway, there was no judgment on your behalf. It was all a conversation. And I think that's where we want this to go, you know? So as educators and you being an educator, I mean, you've, you've worked in some pretty phenomenal situations far more than I ever did as a teacher. Um, we kind of want to speak to teachers, you know, there's so much uh, conversation happening in, with t with all walks of life right now on social media. But when we're talking to teachers, you know, wh where do we go from here? We, because it's got to be so much more. I said this in, in our introduction and before we started, it's got to be so much more than a book list and a resource. It's gotta be a conversation. And, and how do we do that? I guess is the big thing. How do we make that happen when, when schools reopen? And even now with our own kids and, and I, I guess we're just, you know, advice from you, where do we go? What do we do? And, and how, do we, how do we begin to make this right? So one of the things that I, I failed to mention is that I also do a lot of work around uh, restorative practices. And the reason why I bring that up is that I don't see it as just a thing that you do. It's it's how you are and who you are. It's how you walk in this world. And I believe walking in this world with the intent of not doing harm to yourself or to others and, and being very intentional about that, I think that that is a place to start. And I think also the recognition that um, we do have that systemic uh, oppression and racism does exist. Yep. And, and I, um, and those, that's a very hard thing for people to hear. And that's a very hard thing for other people to say. But I think that some of the resources that, that are out there do a really beautiful job of explaining it in a way, again, that is not judgmental, um, but that, but that is, that, that is true. Um, and, you know, so I think, first of all, really doing that work within ourselves, you know, when the pandemic happened and so many people, I just, my heart and my prayers were going out to people who, who are really genuinely not happy in their lives, who may not be in happy partnerships, maybe struggling with their children, maybe struggling in their home and now to be stuck in the house mm -hmm. in this unhappiness. Um, with without a lot of joy, you know, and I, I think that some of that is what some of the, the, the protests of people who were storming the Capitol buildings with their weapons, I think that that's what some of that was about. Um, like, like, you know, like not being comfortable and not really being able to center down within yourself and your home and your family. And I don't see that lightly. I think that there are so many people that are living in pain. And, and don't understand and don't may not recognize it and don't know how to do the work. And I think part of the difference is that in our communities, well, I'm going to talk about myself and my own experience in my community, in my community of my black and brown um, and indigenous um, family uh, is, is, is what, I, what I consider. We have these conversations and we do the work and we face into the pain of the work because it's painful work. And we face into the pain of our growth because we want to 
be the best person that we can possibly be. And to do that, there's a lot of inside work that we have to do. And so like when people talk to me about books, I'm like, I'm not just talking about, okay, like, you know, like the new Jim Crow or reading right fragility, which are phenomenal, but I also like read the book of joy by the Dalai Lama and Desmond and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Read Brene Brown. She has some great books on vulnerability. Read Pima Chodron. Read, you know, like do do this other type of reading about really um, coming in within yourself. And one that is still, I'm still, I, I finished it, but I'm working on is The Conscious Parent by Shafari Sabari. Um, because she really talks about how how much we as parents put our own stuff and our own work off on our kids. And so I think really like like this work, it's not a one shot deal. And there's this urge for people, let me learn as fast as I can, let me get as much as I can, let me get this, let me do it. Because there's um, a lot of pressure, I think, to be perfect, which doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> there's a lot of pressure, uh, you know, pressure to okay, like if this is happening. You know, the the realities of it, like if this is real, like my I'm starting to get awakened. <laughs> um, how, how do how do I how do I get this? Is, this is lifelong work. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. we, we talk about historical generational trauma. Right. And so me working on myself and working on my family is helping heal my generations. And so on the so 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 white people have generational historical trauma as well. And so this is work of generations and these issues of race, they're not going to get, you know, and so I think some of the things that people have and they feel, they feel like, you know, I don't see color. I'm not, they they, they equate racism with being a, a bad person as a moral judgment. And so starting to learn that really racism is a system that has been built. And we all have prejudice, which is beliefs about people based on what beliefs we have about men, beliefs we have about women, beliefs we have about children, beliefs that we have about white people, about black people, about Filipinos, about Asians, about Hmong people, about Mexicans, about Ecuadorians. There's beliefs that we have about people. They exist. And then the next step then from that is what we do about those beliefs, which is discrimination. And right. so I think just understanding without, without judging yourself <laughs> that they exist, then you can start to do the work. So I think, you know, we can sit here and have the conversation and I will hold space for you um, as, as, we do, as we do the work. But also you have to do that work within yourself of having patience, having grace, having acceptance, and then also healing the harm um, and the pain that you've experienced in your life. Right. I love right. that aspect and that, that, that belief yeah. of that. That's beautiful. You know, a couple, you know, I've been in the last few days, um, week, I guess, um, I've been in conversations um, that I should have been in a long time ago. Right. So, um, oh, I'm already starting crying. It's, we just started this episode. Um, one of the um, things that um, first surfaced when when um, we post Black Lives Matter um, is the response, all lives matter. And um, I know a a lot of people um, who look like me um, don't necessarily understand the implications of that response 
And so when there's backlash about it, um, there's defensive, right? And um, people who I don't believe are um, intending to do harm. I mean, I'm thinking of a couple of specific people. Um, and yet that, that statement, that response is very harmful. Um, I know that there was a time when that was a response I either said out loud or I said to myself right. when I saw that. Black Lives Matter, you know, that was something that either that that was my response internally or um, something that um, I think I put it down one time. And then I realized, you know, the response was so um, loud um, that I realized, oh, wait a minute, I don't know what that means. And so when I researched it, I was like, <gasps> now I realize. Right. So um, I can certainly talk about that, um, but I would love to hear what you have to say, Matt, it's all about that. So uh, there's a couple of things I think in your statement that I, I want to address. And one of those is about this discomfort and yes. being uncomfortable. And I think that that is one of the things that has been hardest for, for people. And I'm just, I, I'm just going to use labels. So when I talk to white people about these issues um, and, and they really want to grow, one yeah. of the things they say is that it's so uncomfortable and so, it, and, and so part of this work, and, and you know, for a long time, people who, who have been doing work around equity, inclusion, and diversity, you know, they talk about it, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. So when you're uncomfortable, then you have to shift. What do you do when you're uncomfortable in your seat? You right. move, you change, you, you make that adjustment. So getting, getting um, so you have to start shift until you start to get comfortable with that, with the learning and the conversation. And it, I feel like it's almost the same thing with being comfortable with silence. There are people that always want to fill, fill the void, but you yeah. know, comfort with that processing time with silence, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable are things that can help with the conversation. You know, I agree that all lives matter. I, yeah. I agree absolutely fundamentally I am a human being. When it gets down to it, this is about connection with human beings mm -hmm. and the human experience. But the reality is, is that it is our black men, women, and children who, who are being killed, who are being murdered, um, not, not just by police. But, right. you know, you take what happened to Audrey, uh, 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 um, Ahmed Audrey, mm -hmm. Breonna Taylor, um, and so many things that are not caught on film. Even, you know, what happened most recently with Christian Cooper and Amy Cooper right. um, in, in, in the park, right? Like, so I heard something really beautiful, and I know that you'll be able to find a lot of these analogies. But someone said, this, this woman said, she was like, yes, all lives matter. So you sit at a table, and everybody gets a big plate of food except for Adam. And Adam says, I'm hungry. And then Dee Dee says, I'm hungry too. So I'm, I'm going to eat. We're all, all of us are hungry. And Adam's right. like, but I'm hungry. And they're eating their child. All of us are hungry. And Adam is still there hungry. He doesn't have. And so what do we need to do? We need to take care of Adam's hunger. Right. We are not taking care of our black lives. Our system has made it okay and has excused the killing, the murder, um, the rape, the abuse. You see it in schools. And then there's mm -hmm. these excuses that come up. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, you can find countless videos of, of black and brown kids getting taken forcefully out of classrooms, right. um, forcefully dragged out of classrooms. And kind of the, the, the response can be like, well, they shouldn't have talked back. Well, they shouldn't have da 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 da. Well, they shouldn't have. But but there's this time and time again that our 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 black and our brown um, brothers, sisters, children, mothers, fathers, grandfathers they've been targeted. That's what systemic oppression is. There's mm -hmm. there's this belief system that they must be doing something. And now because of this age that we're in, where everybody has a camera, it's getting recorded. So there is lots of instances that you can see it. And at some point, you know that argument about well, if they would have just you know, not argue back if they just would have, like. <laughs> we need to open our eyes. We need to stop coming up with those responses that um, I think sometimes feel more comfortable um, yeah. than, than the ones that are really the ones that have to happen. Yes, it's very uncomfortable to um, know that when you post something, there's going to be a large percentage of people who are going to not only disagree with you, but be extremely angry with what you have to say. Um, and my let me, risk, my risk let, is let me to just, let me just say something really quick. This is why it is so important that you speak from your heart. Mm -hmm. This is why it is so important for you to do your work. Because if you speak from your heart and you speak from your spirit, then what other people say, their anger, their disagreement with you, if they unfollow yeah. you, if they say, I can no longer support you, right. when you're centered, in your message, in your voice, then that doesn't matter. Right, right. I, I totally agree. Um, I, I, think, I think the hardest thing, oh, I'm sorry, Adam. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I want you to finish I, that thought before, before I say I, it. I think the hardest thing is the decision to jump in. I, for me, the decision to jump in was the hardest decision for me to make, to say, okay, I'm all in. I don't know everything I need to know. Um, but I am going to really examine myself, my beliefs, um, and start to unpack some of these things that um, I have heard um, that I, I know that people tend to push back on if somebody says all lives matter or I don't see color or any of those, um, you know, blue lives, all those things, right? Um, I, I need to really unpack that. I'm, I'm still like the very beginning of my journey, very much so. Um, but knowing that I'm all in, um, means that I'm not going to go back, mm. you know, even though it's imperfect, even though I'm sure, um, I'm going to say the wrong thing eventually. So, but Dee like, who is perfect? Right. That's what, that's well, Adam is perfect. Did you not know that? <laughs> yeah, right. Adam is like the perfect guy. Do you mean to have Trisha come down real quick? She's taking a pause. She's taking a big drink of her drink. <laughs> No, I know. I know, we're not, I know we're not. We're you know we're humans. We are imperfect. Um, well, I, I kind of want to, and maybe this is going to stoke the fire a little bit. But I, I, I wholeheartedly believe what you said about that that idea of uncomfortability. Is that a word? Uncomfortability. It is right um, now. I, if it's not yet. Okay. I, I, I. I preach on that when I talk to teachers all the time, like in, yeah. not in this situation or this topic, but about growth in your classroom. Like you have to do things that make you uncomfortable. Otherwise you're never going to grow. But, yeah. and, and I, I'm, I'm playing the devil's advocate here and I, and please don't take this the wrong way. You guys are listeners, but there's a few things that have, that have stuck out to me with these posts. And, and I feel 
Like there are people who are doing things to make people uncomfortable in a, in a way that needs to be said. But then I also feel there are some people who are doing things to make people uncomfortable in a way that's, that's, that's not the right approach. And I, I, I know we're going to get that with any topic we see on social media. But for example, one of the first things I saw were, was this whole big push about start unfollowing this person, start unfollowing this person, start unfollowing this person. You need to unfollow people who aren't speaking out. Mm-hmm. And to me, there was so much hypocrisy in that because that did nothing but grow numbers for that person. And, and, and whether that was their intent or not, it, it just blew my mind that that was the approach we were taking. Like if one of your friends isn't speaking out, then you didn't follow that person because every teacher should be speaking out. And, I, and it, it affected me. I'm like, whoa, like you want someone to speak out just because you're telling them to? Like that's not how we're learning or growing. And then the other thing that bothered me was some of those same people that I saw doing that were then complaining on Tuesday this past week when, when social media was blacked out. And, and, you know, the whole Blackout Tuesday thing happened and they were saying we shouldn't be blacking out Tuesday because we need to keep drawing attention to this. And it's like, I, I, I can't, for lack of, I mean, I, I keep saying that, but I can't stand people who force uncomfortability on people just to get their idea on it or their opinion on it. You know, I don't know if that's the right word or not, but I, I don't know where, I guess I'm asking you, Marisol, about, about that thought and, and how do we address situations where, where uncomfortability is being forced on someone just to hear a thought that they might not feel comfortable talking about. I, I don't know. Does that make any sense at all? What I just said, I kind of, I kind of unleashed my, my thoughts there. I don't know. Unleash the Kraken. <laughs> I think what I hear you, what I, so let, let me restate what I hear you saying is that there are people who are pushing their agenda and their desire for your growth on you. Yeah. And, and whether or not you want to accept, I mean, I'm all for growth. Don't get me wrong. I am. I, I just, right. but, And what their idea of what your growth should be. So I just want to um, just to check. So is that, is that what you're referring to? I just wanted to make sure that, so there are people who on social media have gone through this process um, of learning of awakening, I'll call it. And they are demanding that others have their kind of replicate their journey in their way. And when they don't do it, there's a lot of judgment and they're calling people out. So they're, they're pushing, they're pushing the, the discomfort on them. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and I'm not trying to take sides either way. It just, it was, I just didn't feel that was the right approach to start a conversation. You know, I didn't feel there was any, well, tell me about why you're saying this or stay in silent or let's talk about why you're doing this. And granted, there are some amazing amazing workers out there doing that, trying to start the conversation. But I did see a lot of, I mean, if you want to call it bullying, I don't know what you want to call it, but I don't know. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because you are so knowledgeable about this type of subject. Well, I think um, I, I, I've seen some of that. And I do think that there's really great points that are hidden by personal agenda. And I go back to, again, doing your own work. Mm-hmm. Like doing the work of your ego, doing the work of your, like going through whatever pain it is that you've carried, whatever trauma it is that you have, like doing the work that you need to do. Because it's not any, um, I just don't believe that we should be pushing our agendas on anybody, even if it's good for them. But be open, creating open space for people to be safe um, and to be brave to have the conversations. And I think um, 
you know, I think for me, and also it's nobody's, like, it's nobody's business what your journey is. Right. And, 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 you know, the demand that people have this journey in a public way, even for people who are very public, you know, like people who are very public in education and who really talk about, and, and I do agree, you know, especially in the work that I do with DBC, like, you know, since coming on board, like there was a book that came to us that was on trauma that I was asked to look at. And I said, look, this book doesn't address at all, um, you know, like the historical systemic uh, racism that exists right. uh, that, that contributes to trauma. And so, um, you know, so, so the, the, the publishers decided not to push it forward because that is an important component. Mm-hmm. So this component of, of equity, race, race uh, issues with race, racism, anti-racism, equity, inclusion, diversity, these issues, they should be a part of, of everybody's educational focus, but that's not where everybody has been. Right. And so we open those, so we need to open the doors and welcome people into the conversation and you're not going to get it by hammering it into people. Hey listeners, Didi, Marisol, and I have much more to talk about on this topic, and we recorded quite a lengthy episode for all of you, but we want to take a break here, and we'll continue the conversation on the next episode of the Classroom Collaborative Podcast. Thanks for sticking around. Hey, thanks for listening to the Classroom Collaborative Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you are finding them. And share and rate it so others can find it as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.